everybody, welcome back. It is the Time Attack Gaming Podcast episode 12, I believe. Is it 12 or is it 13? What are we on? I think it's 12. <laughs> I think it's 12. Okay. Welcome back to the Time Attack Gaming Podcast episode 12, as you can see. Uh, already a great start for getting what episode number we're on. Uh, I am joined, as always, by the illustrious Josh Statics. He's the leader of the bunch. You know you him know well. Him well. He's, <laughs> He's finally back, back to kick, to kick some There's like a little delay, but yeah, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I hope we, I'm in a, a Donkey Kong's mood lately, so. <laughs> That's a good mood to be in. I mean, one of the, like, he, let's, let's be honest. Donkey Kong is one of the best game characters. I fucking love Donkey Kong. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. He's so cool. He, if you don't like Donkey Kong, I question that. Yeah, um, I can't trust you if you don't like Donkey Kong. Can't trust you. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, we're really excited to record this episode. Um, getting into the swing of things with the new recording schedule um, has been good, and I really do like what we have now. So, as always, we're looking forward to putting out more episodes. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys too, because we've got some good feedback. Uh, when I've been doing some of my live streams, I actually have people come in there and say, hey, I really like the podcast. Someone said, I really like listening to you two talk. Oh, and I was man. like, damn, that makes me feel good. That really makes me happy. So um, <laughs> if we if we just have an hour of your time for the weekends and you you enjoy spending that hour with us and hanging out, then that's at the end of the day all we care about because we're going to talk about games. Yep. And uh, we're going to talk about quite a few games. You guys are going to hear some surprising things. We're going to uh, take a one of our viewer questions um, later in the podcast uh, during this intro. We have an email that we're going to read. Um, we are talking about some gaming news. And we're going to talk about gaming magazines, some nostalgia, and some new information about gaming magazines. Because I know a lot of us have experience with those, you know, Nintendo Power, Game Informer, etc., and we're going to talk about that. But first, as always, we start with our chance time, our on-the-spot, spontaneous, random video game question. <laughs> Everyone is foaming at the mouth to hear what the question will be. What will Big Gaming ask Josh Statics this week? And vice versa. And Josh, if you don't mind, I'd like to go first. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I have one of the most basic questions you can ask on a segment like this. <laughs> I want to know, what is your all-time favorite video game villain, period? Jesus! Oh my God! All-time favorite. Why you gotta pick... I, I just thought about this just a few days ago. Why can I not think of? Man, damn! You know, I'll give you a few of mine while you're thinking. I probably, I probably, I, I, I probably got more. Like probably one on top of my head is, is yeah, is, 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 is as Wesker is okay. Even, even though he's like. I, 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 well, he, I wouldn't say he's generic. I mean, who the fuck walks into a room no. with in a room with sunglasses yeah. anyway? <laughs> right? I don't. I don't think Wesker's generic. No, no, he's he's actually pretty. He, I, I like yeah. Wesker. Uh, he, and I think I think that's one of the things that the Resident Evil games is missing a little bit is they don't have that cunning or that memorable villain. It, it you know like they don't. They, they right yeah. right now they don't. Yeah, like a, like after they killed him off in five, like Resident Evil is, as far as like villains go it's it's just not it's just not the same they just don't have they don't yeah like yeah you have like Dimitrescu like yeah she's cool and everything but most people like her because she's nine foot 
and people have like their weird kinks about here so and, and, and yeah and, uh <laughs> weird yeah who would uh who would ever like her, her to crush them yeah 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 surely not me yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey I, I we don't say we don't say <laughs> We we don't shave here. I mean, hey, I made a couple videos on her, so uh, you know how it is, uh, dude. When she threw the desk, that did something to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Down bad playing that game. Why do you think I played it four times? Yeah, I, I mean, let's be real. The the castle Demetrius was probably the only good part about the game. Oh, I oh no no. You didn't like the second part with House Benavides? No, actually, I do like. No, no, no. I, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I I do like it, but if you're talking house, house Demetrius was the best part of the game. Yeah, it, I will agree with you yeah, there. It, it's it, yeah, it's just um when when you think about when you think about what what was the the best takeaway you remember from how Resident Evil Village. I'm pretty sure a lot of people say Hell's Demetrius because those yep. because the those va- those vampire like women just made it fun with the personalities and yeah. plus two the layout it felt like a traditional Resident Evil uh, thing too but then like How's Benny Vento? It was cool. It was it, it was cool. It was more so, like a regular horror game. Yeah, and it was like I I, I, I you know what I, I know it would be, that that could be a different time but like I will say this for my final point on that. I wish the other layouts was just as deep and multi-layered, yeah. just like the castle. That's what I'm gonna say. But we're, we're gonna talk more about Resident Evil Eight. Um, yeah. At the end of October, early November, because that's when the DLC drops out. I'm yeah. sure Josh is gonna get the DLC. I'm happy. I'm gonna about get that. the DLC. Yeah. I'm so happy. we're gonna have a lot more to say on that. But I do understand your main point that after Wesker, mm-hmm. there hasn't been that overarching like um, Thanos type villain. Right. Where it's it's a multi-part villain. It's it's a larger concept villain. Resident Evil hasn't had that. Like Mother Miranda, mm-hmm. yeah, she had ties to Umbrella, but yeah, she wasn't really that that overarching villain. So yeah. I get what you're saying. Would you say Wesker would be your pick? I think Wesker. He yeah, he'd be my pick for sure. Yeah, I think um for me. Number one, I think that's a great pick. Um, he he is definitely one of gaming's most iconic villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Bow- Bowser's tricky. <laughs> Bowser's he's, like he, Bowser. <laughs> he's he's so iconic as a villain, but he's also been an antihero too. Yeah. Um, and he like plays sports with Mario and stuff. So Bowser's <laughs> tricky. Um, yeah. Some some odd picks for me. I love Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Solid Rise of Revengeance. I think he's one of the most well-written villains. I, I do. I think he is one of the most well-written I to, I villains need, ever. I need to play that game because I, I I do go on internet and look up his videos. Like there's every oh blue my moon, God. I look up his videos and what's a month and I just find it hilarious, man. He's this big yeah. hulking senator, and I'm just like, bro, look how jack this fucker is though but it's, yeah but it's jacked up on nano machines <laughs> yeah but his speech be hidden though <laughs> it does dude he okay play the game or 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 watch the entire thing let let me know what you think but senator armstrong 100 um i love the black baron from mad world mm-hmm. um he's essentially oh, man. do you do you remember Mad World? Did yeah. you ever play that game? That's the uh, yeah, yeah 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 that's one of the league. Yeah, yeah 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 it's it's the black and white one so mm-hmm. for those that don't know uh, the Black Baron is essentially um, you're you're playing as a character named Jack. You're competing in the Death Watch games mm-hmm. where you have to kill other people for points to eventually win. Oh yeah. Um, here's the thing though, 
when when they demonstrate some of these mini games, some of these uh, uh, killing games you have to participate in, a character called the Black Baron comes in and he's a pimp, mm-hmm. and he explains to you the game, and he gets killed in a funny way by like one of his girls every time. Yeah. And he's like very, very much like an over portrayed stereotype of a pimp, kind of like uh, a pimp named Slickback from <laughs> um, the Boondocks. He's he's similar to that, but he's also like big and jacked and, and definitely a physical force to be uh, sure. Yeah. But what's interesting about the Black Baron is you get to the end of the game and you find out he's the champion of the Death Watch games. Really? He's the number one ranked dude, and he doesn't even have a weapon. He just fights you in a boxing match with his fists. Mm-hmm. He just throws hands. Um, and he is such a such a badass. Yeah. He's he's just an awesome, awesome character. Incredible final boss fight with with really fitting music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 tough to beat the Black Baron, but if I had to pick one villain, um, it's hard not to pick Ganon because Ganon Ooh. is Ganon is gaming's embodiment of evil. Like, yeah, it really is. Like if, if movies have Darth Vader and comic books have the Joker mm-hmm. gaming's villain is Ganon. Like that is our villain. I, I can it, respect it's, that. It's, it's, it's the ultimate, the ultimate embodiment of evil in all its forms mm-hmm. as a, as a cunning, Ganon has been um, a powerful wizard. He's he's been represented as a as a cunning man. Yeah. Um. That that makes allies with with the king in order to gain control. Mm-hmm. He he's shown up as a beast with no thought that just destroys everything around him, more like a force of nature. Ganon is the ultimate villain in that sense. So yeah, I'm gonna submit Ganon as my all-time favorite gaming villain i love bowser though and the other two i mentioned but yeah. it's hard not to pick he's like sa- he's like classic saturday morning cartoon villain <laughs> absolutely yeah you know, absolutely i got one more it's um go for it it would it would it would have been like sephiroth for me but then he, he's a great he's a good one too but f- the one i like is kefka from final fantasy 6 I was about to say, yeah. dude. I, yeah. I, I was about to say, Sephiroth isn't even the best villain yeah. in his franchise. Yeah. Kefka is. Yeah, Kefka, <laughs> Kefka is a is a good one because yeah. nobody would have thought this dude would have been uh, the big threat. Like, and that's the beauty of it because like you see this reoccurring guy, like this guy's a fucking joke. Like, no, he's not to be taken serious. But then when you get to that one part of the game to where he literally fucked over the entire world and yep. he became god of that world too, and yep. you see how you know the you know how the world is going to be after he took over it was like oh my god but the, what what makes it what crazy is the fact like this dude is like you said about um what guy like ganon like this dude is a bottom of pure evil too like this guy was told not to like fuck with these people and then he poisoned the entire town fucking up the yep. water supply and then he killed everyone kids were killed too and it's like this dude gave zero fucks and he just did yeah. what he wanted to do anyway and it's just and then he gains godlike powers and yeah. uh, successfully destroys the world yeah and he just does things out of a whim and he built like a big ass fortress of him it's just like yep. this guy no, is, i hear you kefka's awesome yeah kefka is just yeah, like people don't, people don't talk about him enough, and that's why I'm like, I hope if Square Enix one day remake Final Fantasy VI, I hope they give it like the seven treatment, but also give it some love too. But you know how they go. <laughs> Imagine trying to remake that Dancing Mad song. That song was a classic, man. 
it, it's it's one of the greatest video game compositions ever. Yeah. Um, I heard someone describe Dancing Mad, which for those of you that don't know is the song that plays in the final boss fight of six. Yeah. Um, someone described Dancing Mad in terms of like the technology that they had to use on the super nintendo that is an 18 like, minute song <laughs> yeah like like the sound chips they yeah. said it would be like painting the sistine chapel with a box of crayola crayons <laughs> I heard and that i was before. like holy shit yeah so i put that in perspective now yeah dancing mad is one of the greatest video game compositions the other one is uh, the, the opera house too uh when they were doing like that play oh oh oh, oh. Yeah, that was another good one. <laughs> oh well, there's a, there's a bunch of good ones. Yeah, that's a, that's I, I was a, just talking about that. That's like yeah, one, definitely the, the, the one of the ones that people hold def- in high regard. Yeah, Dancing Mad is definitely it's a class, it's a it's a good one. It's long, yeah. it's it's long, but it's good. Normally, it's a story. Yeah, normally I like to get to the part where like it gets to like the Kefka part because it's just it's just oh my god. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> I'll be talking about it all day. <laughs> yeah, real quick before we move on to um what we've been playing yeah um because mine's what i've been playing is gonna be very short answer Wait, um what my chance time i think um what oh, is fuck no, no, i keep it's, forgetting it's, that it's all, it's all good though it, it's real quick if God you damn. know what is a video game song that lives in your head like rent free oh god this is such a good question yeah <laughs> oh because we were just talking about compositions <laughs> Oh, this is such a good segue. Dude, that might be the best segue. Ugh. Fuck yeah. Because we okay. talked about good music, job, and I was like, yeah, yes, let's talk dude. about it. <laughs> See, and, and, and I apologize again. I, like, it's all good, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm always like looking at the schedule like, okay, what do we got next? But, you know. Yeah, God, that's such a good question. That uh, might be my favorite question you've asked. So um, I, I'll probably start with stuff. Basically, for there's so many, but right now, on top of my head, what song is living in my head right now is uh, "Meteor Her" from Sonic the Sonic Adventure Two. If you ever listen to, well, w- once you type it in, you listen to it, you're like, oh, okay, this is a fucking bop, though. That's one. Of, I've, I've I've heard it because I've played Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> me and my friend is always, that near the end of the game? Yeah, near the end of the game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Me, me, me and my friend, we always talked about Sonic. It's like, yeah, Sonic games have may not have been in good as quality as time goes. The one thing that does never fail. Is the music? The music will always be the best part about the Sonic games. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. Hell yeah! I mean, it, every Sonic game has good music. You can't deny. Even even Sonic uh, 06 has good music. Yeah, you can't yeah. deny that. Yeah, even the worst um, ones got good music. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, except, that's except for Spinball. That's a great question, man. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, I can I, go if you go go play Sonic Spinball right now. Turn no. your volume all the way up and go into the option menus. You will not thank me later. <laughs> yeah, you'll uh, never listen to the podcast again. <laughs> My ears are bleeding. Uh, yeah. Um, God, that's a good question. So, I'm I'm gonna start with saying I think one of the best songs in in gaming is. Kirby 64, the final, the true Ooh. final boss of Kirby 64. Kirby 64 has one of the best OSTs, I think, in video games. Yeah. And people don't talk about it for some reason. Um, but the final boss in particular is is a beautiful violin. Mm. It, it's it's a tragic song. It's a sad song. Really? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, look up Kirby 64 02 theme. Um, listen to the original version. Mm. Um 
it's I'm, I'm absolutely it beautiful. Yes, <laughs> gorgeous. I'm, one of I'm, one of the greatest songs uh, in in gaming history, I think. And obviously, you know, we can talk about OSTs like Donkey Kong Country is. Two, I was about like, to say especially that. Donkey Kong Country Two is undefeated. Yeah. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is undefeated yep. with video game music. Um, Etrian Odyssey has great music, but it's not a popular franchise, so a lot of people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Galaxy, Zelda, and, and, you know, incredible music. Halo, incredible music. But if we're talking about individual songs, um, Kirby sixty four was the first one that came to my mind because not enough people talk about it. Yeah. But before we move on, I want to leave you guys with one more. In Monster Hunter World Iceborne, the final challenge in the game, after all the updates have been done, is Fatalis, the Black Dragon Fatalis, that you fight at Castle Shrade. Mm-hmm. His um, orchestral song is so good. It it's it's good far beyond vi- like because lots of different games have have orchestral pieces and and, and orchestral songs Mm -hmm. it is far beyond being good for a video game i watched a video of a composer that has been doing this for like over a decade yeah listening to the to it to it for the first time and and he said if you put that in any music hall in the country Mm -hmm. or, or or around the world and didn't tell people it was from monster hunter the video game it would blow their mind and they would be like, oh my God, what is this incredible <laughs> composite? Like, who is this composer that composed this incredible competition? Yeah. And it's and it's a final boss theme from a video game. Apparently, like, in in their world of, like, analyzing orchestra and, and, and symphonies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, musically, it's, it's so complex and so incredible um, that it isn't just good for a video game. It sits toe-to-toe with the finest works that are coming out of that industry. Yeah. Uh, like, so um, I encourage you to listen to the Fatalis orchestra. If you do like orchestra, it, it's like, it's terrifying, yeah. honestly, because they're trying to, you know, portray this black dragon capable of insane destruction, you know? So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to leave you guys with that. I'm a big monster hunter fan, but uh, yeah. we're not going to talk about monster hunter anymore. I'm done mentioning that on what we've been playing. No, he's not. I'm done <laughs> talking about monster hunter. I've been playing like, like every week. It's like, Oh, what have you been playing? Zach? I talk about some of the indie games I've been playing. Some of the horror games I've been playing. Then I'm like, and of course I've been playing monster hunter. Y'all tired about hearing of it. You know I've been playing it. I actually been playing. I've it. also been. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> actually, I know last few episodes I've been talking about Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Uh, I, I you got something new? Yeah. I, I, well, because like, because I've been working a new job, so I haven't been time. I haven't had time to game that much. But the mm-hmm. one game I just played just yesterday, I, I did want to go back to play Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, it, nice. Yeah. yeah. After we talked about it. Yeah, I went back just to see if my skills are still in order, and I'm like, damn, it's 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 still there. It's a uh, it's a lot yeah, of. Uh, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's getting back into get it's getting yeah. back into the motion of things. But yeah, I definitely played that for a bit. And Dragon Ball Fighters, yeah, yeah great, great dra- and, game. Probably the best Dragon Ball Z game yeah, and, like we and, talked about. And also, I did play a little bit of Fortnite too. So I'm, you know, I'm back yeah to, with the new stuff. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, you know, it, it's fun to play something and just not. Uh, how can I play? Yeah, it's, it's fun to play something that's just very simple and yeah, just turn go, your brain off. Yeah, turn your brain off because sometimes Bingo. like. 
when I play like Assassin, you know, the Assassin's Creed, you have to like focus on getting here and here and here and yeah. that. But it's like no, it, I hear you. It's refreshing just to turn your brain off and just go and have fun. Like I, I like stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Dragon Ball Fighters. That's awesome. Yeah, great game. Oh, I've yeah. been playing Silent Hill Three actually. You've been just streaming, started you? that up. <laughs> I have. I've been streaming Silent Hill Three yeah. on. Um, I don't stream on Twitch anymore. I stream on YouTube and TikTok simultaneously. I stream on YouTube for landscape mode. I stream on TikTok for portrait mode. So yeah. you can watch however you like to have your phone oriented. Or, you know, if you're on your computer, then obviously you'd want to do YouTube. But yeah, Silent Hill 3 has <laughs> been a great game. Sorry, what, Josh? I, I need to give uh, TikTok streaming a try. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I'll do okay on it. I need, I need to give it a try for sure. It's fun. Um, it, it's It's different than other streaming platforms for sure but yeah. um i'm having a great time streaming on tiktok people like silent hill 3 um the the story's getting pretty good i think i'm near the end of the game because we just got into silent hill and i know that's like the last major area mm -hmm. i think of the game yeah um because they're trying to lure heather back to silent hill uh some of the care like some of the evil characters are and yeah. it, it's uh, obviously an extremely disturbing game not a game for Little people kids. that yeah sure um yeah but good stuff nonetheless i don't think i like it as much as silent hill 2 or let me rephrase that i do not like it as much as silent hill 2 but yes that is okay because that's silent hill 2 is like in my top 10 games i've ever played i think yeah so yeah, we got different stuff. See, Josh and I change it up. We got different stuff to talk about. Oh yeah. But as <laughs> yeah, as as always, you know, we value your guys' questions, and we're going to uh, take a look at an email from a <laughs> gamer named Zane. Sends us an email about Resident Evil. Says they'd like the Outbreak series oh, yeah. to kind of have a revive, like the Resident Evil Outbreak series, to have kind of like a revive within the franchise. Yeah, uh, And I think that's an interesting point. I will tell you, there is an indie developer that makes horror games called Outbreak. I haven't played any of them myself, but I um, I try to keep tabs on generally what's going on mm. in like horror games, stuff like that. And I know that the games are made in the vein of trying to recapture the Resident Evil Outbreak style of games for like yeah. the people that do enjoy those. So I know that does exist, but I'm not sure Capcom would ever go back to it. They also mentioned that Resident Evil 7, yeah. we talked about that in a previous episode, um, they weren't a fan of the uh like the the enemy designs of like the wormy monsters. Oh the like they're the, kind of just like a pile of worms. Oh the oh the oh like you're talking about the, the mold. The mold. The mold, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I uh, wasn't a fan the, of that the, either. The I'm gonna be honest. The uh the the ship monster. Yeah. It's, it's a walking piece of no it's yeah. literally is a walking piece of turd just going around attacking yeah, you. Yeah and <laughs> and and that's the same problem I had with Resident Evil five is yeah. most of the bosses in the game are just the Uroboros monster which is just a giant massive yeah. black worms yeah it's always damn I didn't, I didn't i didn't even think about it till now yeah because like you had to fight like, like three different variations of like the yeah, yeah. it's yeah that's probably yeah five especially after resident Evil 4 where every boss is so varied in design and, and yeah. stuff like that so yeah no yeah. i totally agree with that yeah and yeah. then their last point in the email i have a question this is for josh mm-hmm what's your favorite game or what is your favorite game or kind of game to see speed ran? damn uh 
speed run if Resident Evil is one of those games I always speed run. Um Res the classic Resident Evil two, I, I love speed running that. Um like you you speed run it yeah, yourself? Yeah, I speed oh, run it. Yeah, like uh oh, when, wow. I, when I was streaming a lot on Twitch, I I I, I did do street uh, speed runs for the fun of it. It was just oh, uh, wow. yeah, like I, I I used to I used I used to be cool with this one friend of mine. She always played Resident Evil to speed run and then they will they're like the speed running community is pretty cool on Resident Evil because you have people who have like these tally uh, who have like these high scores and people play like the PC version of like Resident Evil 3 for example because of the shorter and the low times and things right. like that and it's just wow. it, it's fun like even if like it, speed run like it's fun for me like speed I love speed running on a Resident Evil because it it's one of those things where it's like I get to play at a hype at a fast pace and talk to people at the same time especially from streaming and then, and plus two, you know, if you know the ins and out of where you need to go. So like the, the, the beauty of it, when you when playing it, like the old Resident Evil games, it's like, okay, do I need this item right here? Do I need to, do I, can I, can I live without, you know, six major items right now to get to this place, this place, and this place yeah. to go here. And it's just like the, the beauty of it for me is just form it's formulating your own plan and how you're going to do this layout and how you can you execute it. And you know, that's for me, Resident Evil is one of those games I love speaking as far as games. I love speedrunning on the remake of Resident Evil 1, uh, Resident Evil 2 Classic and Remake. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, I don't like speedrunning on that one because the RNG, because the game has a lot of RNG when it comes to the puzzles, so not every playthrough is going to be the same. The same. Oh. But that, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but it's just... You know, with the RNG is so different, so you never you never have the same solutions when it comes to that. So you generally just like the Resident Evil franchise pretty much for speedrunning. Yeah, that, I think yeah. First, right now that's that's why I enjoy speedrunning. I, I think I think there was some other guy I know I speedrun before. I, I just can't think of top of my head. <laughs> um, for me, I, I like watching Hollow Knight for sure. Mm. But besides that, it's mostly just like random. Yeah, really short unorthodox games that I wouldn't think would have a speedrunning community around them. Like I'm, I'm always yeah. fascinated by the games that I wouldn't think people speedrun. Yeah, I, I love watching. I love watching people do it. Like, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's entertaining. I don't know what it is. It's just entertaining. Yeah, sometimes I watch those TSA videos where people would like do like a speedrun of like Castlevania or so. <laughs> well, not taking a hit. I'm like, how the fuck can you do this shit? Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about the task <laughs> those videos. Tass videos yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck do you? It's like they have to program every frame of every. Uh, I don't know how they have the patience for that yeah. shit, but hey, good on them. Yeah, it's it's just interesting how they do it. But yeah, it's just there, there's a lot of cool games out there that's fun for speed running. It's just uh, you know, it's just. I mean, you have to play the game more than once to know the layout, and it's just fun. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, good questions all around. As always, you can always uh, ask us questions via our TikTok accounts, YouTube accounts, and also if you want to, you can email us at timeattackgamingpodcast at gmail dot com. Yes, sir. Uh, yep. Always appreciate it. And now we're gonna get to the news right after this.
So got some interesting news this week, Josh. Um, got some negative news, which, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is, but it's news nonetheless, so we do need to talk about it. Saints Row <laughs> bombed. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Saints Row bombed, and I'm going to be honest, I think we kind of saw it coming. Um, I always like to give games the benefit of the doubt yeah and obviously i never want a game to be bad because there are real people behind these games developing these games yeah but we could tell from an early on standpoint especially with like the dialogue in the game and and the kind the brand of humor they were going for yeah and how generally the trailers were just kind of looking janky that this was gonna be your pretty typical saints row release uh, not no not typical saints row release um typical like unfinished triple a game release yeah um and that's kind of what it looks like it is yeah what are your initial reactions to this so at first i wanted to uh I, i'm not gonna lie i'll be honest at first i wanted to ignore a lot of people are saying it was back. I was like, man, because sometimes it was like, we don't know if we're in this reactionary culture. I feel like sometimes gaming yeah. or even things in general, we're in this reactionary culture to where. And we're, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we're Absolutely. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Like we were expecting everything to fail. But dude, I went to watch some streams. I actually seen a lot of gameplay and I'm just like, yeah. And this is one of those situations where it's like, yeah, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> it's just not. It's not even close to being finished. No, and, and and this this question, like this this topic, really had me thinking about like, uh, it's just like this, this is this would be one of the reasons why I'd be going back and playing older games because it's just, it, you know, it, it's fun when you real it, it's fun when you realize when the game worked. Nowadays, it's just you don't know if the game's going to be worked right off the gate at launch. Yeah, and then on top of it too, it's just like. We we're so tired of these this mentality of like ship it broken fix it later mentality. You know we'll patch yes. it up later. It's like no, like people pay sixty to seventy dollars for games and they expect them to work, and then they get the game and it doesn't work mm -hmm. right off the bat. And it's just, you just and it's the publisher's fault. Yeah, and the developers never want to release an unfinished yeah. product. They know it's not no, done. Yeah, and and it's just like is, is it really is it really worth the reputation in the long term to release a game? that's not finished and it and it does horrible and then you want to work on the next sequel and then when a sequel does come out and it's and it is working and then you find out that you ain't got as much investment as you want to because because you betrayed the trust of the people and it's yep. just like you know once you give fans a reason to not trust you it's going it's going to be the hard to gain that trust back and it's just yes and it's bad enough in this industry right now where it's like buggy video games is the norm and something and that something is very wrong with that you know it, yeah. it's, it's, you know it's bad when it's more accepted these at these days around when it shouldn't be <laughs> yeah and i think i think the reason why it is is because um a combination of two things i think it's the industry is much different now than it was game oh, development yeah. due to the nature of games getting more and more complex is yeah. well more complex yeah. it's harder so you have the combination of publishers with their deadlines, yeah. trying for, for for their shareholders, mm -hmm. putting that pressure on the developers who have to make a more complicated game. Yeah, and that's unfortunately the nature of the industry right now. Um, so this, 
I didn't want it to be the case, but it seems like it is following that trend. And speaking of trends, yeah, we're going with the trend of another uh, possibly negative, but I kind of think this is a positive because I don't <laughs> like when... I, I am against <laughs> cash grab adaptations of like gaming properties. Um, yeah. The Resident Evil show is canceled. I'm happy. Thank God. I'm Let's happy. be honest. Uh, I'm I'm happy, and the reason for that, again, like I said, I I am really against these Hollywood cash grab um, interpretations of of gaming properties, turning them into garbage shows where it's very clear they don't understand the source material and they didn't put any effort into understanding the source material. Yeah. Um, it's not like Castlevania, like the Castlevania Netflix series, where it was truly a That's labor the of love. To the rule. That's the exception. They understood. <laughs> they not only understood the source material, they had a deep appreciation for the source material, and you could see it with every episode they, they made. Yeah, they built around um, it. They built. They built around the lore in a meaningful way. Which yes, was great. and they made it their own thing. They they took many liberties with the properties. Did put lots of spins on. It. And as a diehard fan of the franchise, yeah, I loved every single thing every liberty they took i was a fan of because they did it cl with with clear intention and and, and clear care mm. this is not one of those cases i know josh you're happy about the resident evil yeah show I, being I, canceled i'm happy yeah i i watched eight episodes of it and good <laughs> lord yeah, dude. I, I, I was like let me yeah I will, sometimes <laughs> i will commit myself to seeing things all the way through just to give my full yep. take because sometimes you say, sure did yeah some people say oh it's <laughs> terrible or it's just, i didn't play it anyway it was terrible it's like nah you know at least i, I look don't go by my example. I will go through some hard shit just for you guys, just to give you guys a better insight. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm the guy who's going to take one for the team. <laughs> oh man! But, okay. but 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 not but not in that weird kind of way. I don't know how people be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what people are going with their thought process. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll yeah. take one for the team. Not in that sense. Got you. No. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but no, it's just um. I watched nice. it and it, it was clear <laughs> it was clear from the jump that the show was was not gonna be good. When they, they when you have like two plot lines in the same thing, one is based in like twenty twenty two or well twenty I can't remember. It's, it, it, it doesn't even fucking matter. But basically you have two plot lines that's based in uh two different timelines and then you find the you know, the the issues what led to that thing. It just made it boring to watch and they tried to bring in some cool moments from the games in it to, in it as well and it was just boring the characters was... sucked the plot line sucked the multiple weskers even though lance reddick's performance on the show was good it just wasn't enough to carry the show with the messy writing and everything else and and it's bad enough that hardcore fans was expecting it to fail and it did and it's just check this out like some of you guys if you really want to see something cool, go check out Residents of Evil on YouTube. There's there's some people that's working on a short story based on the Keeper's Diary. I don't think anybody read read that and playing the first game. They're working on it. The production looks good. It looks it looks great. It, it's 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 about time we need to start supporting creators or people who actually love the source material that's going to do it justice because these movie companies or these TV execs don't care about the source material. These gaming nope. companies don't care about it as well. It's just opportunity for them to make money, which is kind of bad because they don't care about their reputation of the game enough to know that, Hey, if you're going to do something about us, at least honor 
our source material and do it correctly. But, you know, I can go on all about I could go all, all day, but we'd be here all day. <laughs> Josh, what was the what was the scene? I saw a clip of it on Twitter. It was a scene of like this woman that they make do like a dance or something. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what happened. Uh that that was one of the, like that was Yeah, that like, was the meme horrendous. Moment. It was meme. It was a me it was it was so stupid yeah it it was just as stupid when i sat through eight episodes and i got to that point it was just that stupid that lady she she was like she was like one of the main villains of like the past uh plot line and then something happens to her to where one of the main characters becomes a villain takes over her and then it makes her do a dance for it's it's stupid man Uh, okay well i'm not even gonna give that the time the only cool thing thing about the show was a giant crocodile i don't care that was the only cool thing about it i do like that that was the only (laughs) cool thing about it it was it was taken straight from resident Evil 2 the cgi everything was great but other than that it was due to water Uh, yeah, um, I guess to that I'll say no further questions when it comes to the <laughs> Resident Evil show. <laughs> Your Honor, no further questions. Yeah, I'm no, done hearing about this bullshit. Probably, probably the only thing I do like about it is like the main actress of the show. I mean, she's a, uh, she's very attractive. I can't remember her name, but she's also going to be in that Forspoken game, which everybody kind of ripped on to. <laughs> like last yeah. week or so but, but she's uh, still a lot, i mean she can still be attractive yeah, and, no, she, and pretty she, and a yeah, good she, actress yeah but you know hopefully her next project in that forspoken game was a lot better than what happened in the resident evil show so yeah I, is she is she the main actress in forspoken yep she is yeah, okay she, yeah. so she's the guy i don't see she, she plays the jay wesker character and she's going to be yeah. in the uh the forspoken game that's when everybody's like that what that, that, that's that was her sp- speaking in that trailer it's like yeah i'm talking to a cuff or whatever and yeah everybody was, so yeah. <laughs> here's here's my thoughts on that before people want to rip into her mm-hmm. you gotta understand that is most likely the writers yeah, not, her, not her with that atrocious dialogue i i don't think that speaks to her as an actress i'm sure she's an excellent actress yeah um so before people say like oh this you know she's in the resident evil show and this like it's like no it, it's 99% most likely the writing and, and the dialogue they're picking for. So keep that in mind Yeah. before we tear down um, an actor, actress, etc. Um, in more positive news, we got one more news topic to talk about. Something I'm very interested in and something I encourage you guys to check out if you're interested in. Josh, I think you should check it out if you're not working at that time. Yeah. Um, there is a digital presentation on september 6th 10 a.m pacific time pst okay um it's it's called fear demic and basically it's like a digital presentation (laughs) for horror games i I like the name so yeah it's cool name i just learned about this and it's like an e3 for horror games they're they're focusing on indie horror games they're focusing on um all different types of publishers. Fear Demic publishes horror games of their own. They're focusing on all that stuff, which I really feel like is the lifeblood of of the horror genre. Is is those smaller teams, those smaller developers? They're putting them front and center. I think they said they have like almost eighty horror games Shit. that are going to be at this presentation. Eighty, yeah, like. And, and and if that doesn't speak to how exciting this genre is, 
for fans right now. I don't know what does. Um, I can't wait to watch it. I encourage you guys to watch it. Um, the name again is Fear Demic. Please check him out. When it comes, um, up, when it's happening, it's happening September sixth. Okay, at ten a.m. PST. All right. Um. Yeah, and I definitely want to check it out. Um. And who knows? Maybe maybe we'll be talking about it later. Just to let you guys know, I have no affiliation with what they're doing. I, it's something I stumbled across. Joined their Discord, told him it was a really cool idea. <laughs> it's an opportunity and for him to check out some more games. <laughs> yeah, bingo. Like I, I'm I'm just excited as a fan. So it's not like like they've reached out to me and said, Hey, can you talk about this? Um, hey, I am just genuinely excited for this. Spon- sponsor Big Gaming 64. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would never accept money from a from an indie developer or, or a team like that. That 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 they 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 need help from like indie developers and content creators is such a beautiful pair because yes um indie developers need all their time and attention focusing on their craft their art yeah the 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 creation they're they're making something truly awesome Mm -hmm. and that's why like if i've played a horror game in the past by a small team um it's never a promotion thing. It's like, oh my god, I, I just love this game and I want to talk about it more. And and I've had some reach out and say thank you. It's like, no, thank you for making this awesome game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean, thank me for making a video on it? You made the game. Thank you for making this incredible, yes. awesome game and pushing this genre with new ideas. And yeah, absolutely love indie horror developers. And I love events like these. And I love that Fear Demic, yeah, as a as a publisher is spending like this is obviously going to be a long presentation and they're spending a lot of it on horror games from other publishers which is awesome so it's not like something they're doing just to promote themselves they're it's really for a love of the industry yeah which which is which is good so josh i hope you watch no i i I plan to i just you know it makes me want to play even i'm a little i'm a little bit of a scaredy cat i would love to (laughs) i will i I, do i I, i'll admit yeah i'm not i have no shame in my game but uh i i it makes me want to get more in depth into it because it's one of those things where I love how it brings everyone together. And then too, yep. like, I think, I think in the, for future episodes, for sure, we definitely going to get more into like the horror topic. I guess we already are. And then we can have like more, yep. um, detailed conversation. Yeah. More detailed conversations about what, you know, how this represented something in you or how did it touch you in a certain way or whatever. And it's just, um, it's just interesting. Like, like a, like, a, like a, <laughs> this is like random off topic, but like I saw one of your videos when you talked about that game Condemned and his marketing, and yeah. and I I never realized that they marketed like that, and I'm like I didn't yes. really did that, but the game I played itself was different than how, how how I saw the marketing. But yeah, yeah, I I think the marketing was mainly just to shock you with a disturbing image with no information about the game, yeah. and that would lead you to look into the game on your own terms. I think it worked. Yeah, it, um, and I because that that ad has always resonated with me. Yeah, because the, um, the game itself it's was it's a, it's a whole different experience too. I don't know if I, I I don't know how you feel about it. It was it was for, condemned criminal origins. Yeah, for me it was yeah. like it was definitely one of the first person horror. Would they consider horror? Yes. I mean, okay. Yeah. It was very it, it was spooky. I mean, I played it all the way through, and it was the first time I played a first person horror game like that. But that was before yeah. seven, so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, please watch. Um, if if you don't watch, we're we're probably gonna end up talking about it a bit um, 
on the podcast. We'll see like what, what ends up happening and what we think we want to talk about, of course, but I did want to mention it here. So hopefully check it out. If you're interested in horror games, Yeah. Um, as for the news that wraps it up. So we're going to move on to the main topic where we talk about video game magazines right after this. Let's go. So, Josh, our final topic for the day, we're talking about gaming magazines. This is something that feels as if it's from a bygone era, Mm -hmm. and that's probably because it is from a bygone era. But let's talk about gaming magazines, because I know a lot of us subscribe to one, whether or not you've had Game Informer from a GameStop power-up rewards membership or whatever that bullshit is called, um, or whether you were a Nintendo Power subscriber like myself. But before we get into that, I want to mention something to you josh did you know that walmart has a gaming magazine a gaming what? publication what walmart. what's this win? listen to this i was in walmart yesterday picking up a few things yeah i stopped by the electronic section because one of the things i had to get was in the electronic section yeah as i'm walking by the video game display I glance at the Xbox aisle and on the floor, uh, or on the not on the floor, on the bottom shelf, there's yeah. a stack of magazines. And it says free magazine, take one. And it says game center on it. It it looks like a game informer mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of how they structured their their cover. It oh, looks man. like a game informer. But it's called Game Center and it is a Walmart video game magazine. Like Walmart owns this video game magazine. Mm-hmm. Um and it is not bad. It's a good looking. It's a good looking mag. It is a very standard by the books gaming magazine. They have previews. Okay. They have reviews. They have developer interviews. It's not as large. It's not as thick. It's like half the size of a Game Informer. Mm. So it's definitely like a skinnier magazine. Okay. But, so you fly by and look at. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was fascinated by this. It, mm-hmm. It's it. It has everything you would expect a normal gaming magazine to have. Yeah. And it is a free magazine that Walmart publishes called Game Center. And I looked at the cover and it said issue 87. Wow. They've been, They've doing, been doing this for a hot minute. Shoot. I, I wish, had no idea. I wish I'd known that when I was working at Walmart a long time ago. <laughs> Dude, it, it it's not like I was like, oh boy, here we go. This is just going to be only ads. No, it, it has... The, the last page of the magazine, they have an editorial at the beginning. The last page of the magazine is a developer interview That's... with um, one of the guys, I think, oh, crap, I can't I can't remember which developer it was, but it was um, it might have been Outlast or something like that. I can't I can't remember, but it, oh, it's Red still Barrels, going? <laughs> possibly. Yeah. I, but don't 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 quote me on that. Um, They they had a whole feature on. Um, Splatoon 3, they had a feature on the next Plague Tale game coming out. Mm. And I was like, this is literally like a Game Informer light. Very professional, very well done. Yeah. I was I was surprised. I mean, like, 
that's like i was like that is cool though that's actually cool so (laughs) i don't know i was just i was just fascinated by that so yeah game center next time you're at walmart um see if they have one in in the video game section on one of the bottom shelves game center you know um very interesting i'm I'm gonna gonna have to check that next time i go to walmart yeah but um that that kind of reminds me of like um, like the the older days, going to uh, getting like magazines through the mail and such. Like when I was a yeah. a kid, oh, dude. Like I, I remember the first time I got my GameStop card. I I always renewed uh, to get like the gaming magazines, and I would have like a whole stack of just the Game Informer, just reading every every one of them. Every page, yeah, every page, and every just, page. And as a kid, there was you know I, you know as a kid, I would just like scan through some of them just to get to the things I'm in, interested in. Yeah, and it's just those those gaming magazines hit different when you look back in, in the older days before the internet became what it is now. It was, yeah. It's just something about reading a page, looking at an article for like yeah. a good second. You see like developers working on their next game. You get to find out the details. You're like, I can't. Like, I remember when Gears of War two was about to come out. I read the Game Informer oh on that, and I was so excited yes. about where's the next story is going to go. And it was just. It was just like a simpler time at that time. It was. And it was just like you find out this and then like near the end of the page you find out like like the cheat codes and how to get through certain things and then you find out and then you get to the best part was like the um the review scores. And I always enjoy looking at Game of Formers reviews review scores because it felt fair. It doesn't feel like uh how people do now where seven is considered a trash when it actually is actually pretty good. It's not you know, back then, if, if your game was like seven, it was still good. It was five. It was mediocre. And everything that was lower than a five was is in the bad category. But now it's right. like, no, if, if a seven is terrible. It's like, no. But like the reason I love about those magazines, dude, it was just I love how they talked about the quality of the game, the replay value and replay value for me is something I always appreciated because they always put like the replay value is like yeah moderate, they, like, they sectioned it out yeah yeah, yeah I they, remember that yeah they, I love when it says you know moderately high or there's moderate or whatever the case may be and it's like I I love that little detail because you can it gives people more of an incentive of what they're getting themselves into nowadays yeah people just, that's some game informer um, yeah <laughs> was good at with some of their stuff I think one of the reasons why it's different now isn't just because of the rise of the internet because the thing is we had internet back then when we were reading those gaming magazines we we visited sites like ign but we still got a lot of our that new information from magazines the the difference now is social media more specifically like twitter yeah now we get our information the moment it breaks Mm -hmm. instantaneously there there is no need for waiting for the next month of information you know you can even get a notification on your phone from from places on like twitter Mm -hmm. and i think that's really been the key difference there but i'll tell you from someone that you know that just loves the loves the industry and likes to read about anything video game related. Mm-hmm. I loved Nintendo power. Nintendo power was a very, very special part of my childhood. Oh my it God. Was so exciting. Yeah. I was there, say that. Dude. I, I, I was subscribed to multiple different magazines. Getting a Nintendo power was something different, man. Every month was just so exciting. 
um it was like it was like your birthday every month when when the new nintendo power came in and i was crushed you know when uh, they announced that they were done making them crushed you know um you know uh nintendo power had like controversy one time back in the 80s did they yeah there was uh if you google nintendo power 2 uh it shows a, a a picture of like simon belmont and he's carrying the head of like dracula and oh right yeah this was like in the 80s so there were like uh, i think there were parents calling and said that they gave their kid nightmares and such because of how gra- graphic it was it really wasn't that graphic i mean it was just it was him holding a a, a head of dracula that was for castlevania 2 yeah, right Castle- yeah castlevania 2 yeah. simon's quest and it was just yeah like terrible it, game. It, it, is it edgy and hardcore yeah but is it that a street not still really good no. today standards but yeah no 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 but that's that's <laughs> but, funny i didn't i didn't know that caused a controversy yeah it, it did because when you said the Nintendo Power. I thought about that magazine for uh, Castlevania Simon's yeah, Castlevania Two Simon's Quest. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, Nintendo Power was special though. Uh, I I have their last issue still in storage. Oh, that's good. Um, I have a I have a ton of gaming magazines, uh, especially a lot of Nintendo Powers. A lot of them are really really damaged. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting their last issue was just a heartbreaker because i i loved that publication i loved getting it every month yeah um their their last issue was a a remake of the same image that their first issue was Mm -hmm. and when they said they were going to close down i understood it yeah like i i was like okay i i understand why video game magazines are, are going the way of the dodo I get that. Mm-hmm. But God, did it suck. It was such a cool part of my childhood. It was such a cool part. Not, not even just my childhood. Like, grow, going up, I think, through the beginning of high school? I'm trying to remember when when that happened, but I can't, I can't remember the exact time when that happened. I just remember it being, like, a huge bummer. Just devastating for me. I was like, no... Because yeah. it was, like, a matter of, like, I think they announced it, like, a month at, no, not a month ahead of time, maybe, like, two or three months ahead of time, but, yeah. What was yeah. your favorite gaming magazine from back in the day? Was it Game Informer? Yeah, it was That was, like, the one most people had. Yeah, most, most of it, I had Game Informer, but I did remember reading some uh, Negative Nintendo Power, the official Xbox magazines, and then they had the PlayStation right. ones, too. I, I, I always enjoyed looking at but Game Informer was the one I was... I was getting the most because I was I was a frequent um, customer at GameStop at the time. So yeah, they had, they had some funny segments too. Yeah, like they had game game and farcer. Yeah, farcer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> the, the, they, they that came, was funny. They came in like what April or something like that. It was just a, a gag. <laughs> yeah, they did like gag articles, and they were always hysterical. Like they had the. Um, uh, I remember once when I was really little. Yeah, I thought that was a real article. Mm-hmm. So I came into school and told my friends that there's a new Wii peripheral coming out. This was in middle school called the Wii Balls. <laughs> and I showed them and you're supposed to caress the balls and, and hold the balls. Mm-hmm. And their Wii Balls that you use for games. I thought it was real. Yeah. So I showed them this article in my game informer showing them the Wii balls are like, why would they like what? Ew, what what is that? Like why would you do that? And and and, and the, 
the the mock-up that they they made in game informer looked like a nintendo product like it was <laughs> it was all white like all the wii products was with the wii logo on it yeah um i don't know how i didn't realize that i think i think i realized it like months later but i just remember like the wii balls and i was like such a big nintendo fan so i didn't want to hate it yeah and i was like i don't want wii balls <laughs> but hey you know nintendo there you go switch balls we need this there's <laughs> there's a million balls. dollar idea <laughs> switch <Yeah. balls. laughs> the switch joy con balls with 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 ball drift if you if you uh use your controller correctly for too long <laughs> someone someone gotta call yeah. that one eight hundred Nintendo help. I know. My my balls are drifting. <laughs> they just hang up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it hasn't been the same since I worked it the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need I need I need it yeah. I need it fixed. <laughs> I need I need assistance. <laughs> yeah, so game game informer, um they they always had funny stuff like that they were definitely more geared toward adults in general even though they covered all types of video games yeah um they were geared more toward adults which was like a nice juxtaposition because nintendo power was for both adults and for kids yeah um game informer was a bit different in that regard so it was yeah. interesting i think i used to read one called i don't know maybe it was edge magazine mm, okay that was, i think that, that might have been that's, one a, too. that's a good one but Nintendo Power was the one I really, um, I really resonated with, and I I used to like do freelance writing for uh, okay. a a video game website a few years back, mm. and actually probably longer than a few years at this point, and I yeah. enjoyed it. And a lot of my the tone of voice I would use and and my writing style was from reading those re so many game reviews as a kid in those magazines was formative yeah. in the way I even just in the way I write in general. Mm -hmm. Those those magazines were absolutely absolutely vital in in having me learn just how to write as a person too, let that, alone freelance reviews. Dude, that's that's pretty cool to, to hear, honestly, man. Yeah, because it's like I, I read so many of them, even for games I didn't give two shits about. Yeah, I read every review in those Nintendo Power magazines that would come in. I just loved it. <laughs> I, mean, I was I glued to it. I think I did the same thing, too. It was yeah. just, I, oh, man, I, I wish I kept my magazines, man. It was just like uh, I didn't keep my game informers and, and my Nintendo powers are in terrible condition, yeah. except the last one is in I, good condition. I, I, I wish I kept mine because like it's it just it's for me it's like it's like sentimental value it's just like yeah, it oh takes yeah you, i hear takes you back like my dad keeps a lot of his magazines and i go to his place and he has like a a, a stack of them and it's just it, it, it is cool because he'll do that just to look at cheat codes and stuff and yeah things that's like, cool yeah and, and i just it's just something about that man it just takes you it's back to a different, different time yeah a different time and it really it really 100%. makes you it, it really makes you a, I, I hate to say this but like I'm not saying video game journalism is all the way through bad, but it's just like it really makes you appreciate video game journalism, how it took to get where it is now. Because it's like now we get our yeah. information on the internet and also to instantaneously. Some, yeah. And also, too, we have some people who have some dog shit hot takes, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that still existed back then too but it, it's it, it, different different format i told i totally get what you yeah. uh get what you're saying but yeah um 
it is still good memories at the end of the day. Facts. And of course, we would love to hear what memories you guys have with your video game magazines, whether it was Nintendo Power, Game Informer, one of the big ones we didn't mention, especially if you live in a different territory than yep. the United States. They all had different gaming magazines. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd love to hear about it, especially the PlayStation Xbox ones I didn't have as a kid. I would nah. love to hear more about those. Um, I, I do too. Yeah, but um, to as always, guys. Oh, my fault. I didn't catch you. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Yeah, what what uh, what were you gonna say? Uh, I, I did want to. This is this is so random. I know we're beyond it. I, I just want to say no. Like, go the, for it. The, I like random. The last game I did play besides Dragon Ball, I did happen to play. Oh, I did happen <laughs> to play Mario Kart Eight uh, last week oh, too. Okay, I was at a, a person, a friend of my. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nerdstorm. He invited me to, to join his Mario Kart A stream. It was fun talking shit. Oh, dude. <laughs> I think I'm going to be playing Mario Kart tonight at a friend's house, actually. So yeah, um, maybe we, I'll be talking about that on the next episode. Yeah, we, we got to do like a Mario Kart plan night for like. Oh, like we a, do. Like a tick, like like a like a time attack uh, event. Or, yeah, I think we should do that. We should someday. do that. Do like yeah, a time we attack, should do that. Yeah, a time attack event. You play with us and we just have some good laughs and such and just yeah. like build We something. have like an open room you can join. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll be I'll be totally down for that. But yeah, that's all I want right. to say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a really good idea. Um, yes, we'll so get yeah. on that. Stay stay tuned for that uh, if you're still with us. Mm-hmm. And if you are still with us, we appreciate you hanging out with us for this episode of the Time Attack Gaming Podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. We value you very much. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks again. Hope you dream that I-